Welcome to Radical Spirituality. My name is Forrest Greenwell. And I'm Amanda Bayoko. We're laughing because we literally just recorded an episode and the beginning of it was really chaotic. chaotic. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Good chaos. Just, Good just chaos. Gemini season. It's just like, beep, beep, beep. And then we start this one and we're like, hello. You're serene. Welcome. Uh, yeah, so we came on today to talk to you all about the artist's way, mm. which is an amazing 12-week course. It's a book uh, by a lovely, lovely woman named Julia Cameron. And um, yeah, it's a pretty fucking baller way to break through anything that you feel like is hindering you. And before we talk about it, I think I need to take a deep breath. (laughs) How about you? Yeah. Yeah. So if you are able to, you can just close your eyes for a second. (laughs) And then we're just going to literally take a deep breath in through our nose. And sigh it out. <sighs> and maybe one more. In through the nose. And sigh it out. <sighs> Oof. Yeah. Much more serene. <laughs> Still feel like dee dee dee. But in a, yeah. Yeah, it feels more controllable. Now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... So we wanted to talk about it because... It's great, but also because Fo is facilitating a sort of container over the next couple of months where we're going to do the artist way together. Yeah. So, essentially, um, yeah, it's a, it's a self-paced program, if you will. So, it's a book. It's a 12-week course. Um, and it's called The Artist's Way, but it's not necessarily for artists. You know, uh, it's for creative people. And as a human, you are a creative person. So really what it looks at is all of the blockages that we come up against, why they are there, how they are in place. Amanda literally just flipped through it and was like, oh, I just looked at the weeks and I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. This is like... It's it's real work. Like... Yeah, it's not... It's not... Like, talking about the work, it's like, oh, like, this is it. Like, Julia Cameron is like, okay, so who told you this in childhood and why did it fuck you up? And what about this? And are you actually going to go and listen to the things that you need? Are you, are you going to be accountable for yourself? And if not, fucking why? 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 Like literally why? we're looking at safety, identity, power, integrity, possibility, abundance, connection, strength, compassion, self-protection, autonomy, and faith. Yeah. Damn. Like it is stacked. And what I love about it is that it gives us the opportunity not just to do this work, but to look back on the work that we've done. So part mm. of the artist's way um, is the thing called morning pages, which I think is like a pretty popular term. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people know about it, even if they don't know about the artist's way. Um, and it's this practice of sitting down every morning and writing a page. That's it. That's all you have to do. Um, but it's way harder than you think it would be, especially if you're doing it for 12 weeks over the course of three months. Uh, and essentially, when we get to like the ending stages of this, uh, there's a practice where we look back over everything that we've written and we take a highlighter to it and we look at the common themes that show up within these three months within these 12 weeks and have to go okay so I've been doing all this work but also this has still been happening here this is still happening on on you know underdrive if you will it's like behind the scenes subconsciously kind of yeah Yeah. absolutely Mm -hmm. um you know and I think that like what is impactful about the morning pages is uh Julia Cameron's idea behind it is it's a dump you know we're just like we wake up in the morning and we're fucking just like oh my phone my emails I have to eat I have to do this I have to do that blah 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 
and we already start the day off with so much shit going on and this is a place for us to just leave everything that we don't need to carry throughout the day mm. uh, but the thing is is that like we still carry some of these things with us <laughs> regardless of if we put it there or it takes us time to actually dig down deeper into it and there are days I do my morning pages and I'm like hello the sun is out I am bored of writing this my pen is purple and you know and then you start to free flow and you get into this place where like maybe the first half of your page is just wonky fucking whatever bullshit and then the last two sentences you're like oh Um, and I think that what it does is that it, it, it forces you into accountability through action. It's not just being like, okay, we're going to sit, we're going to read, I'm going to contemplate these things. You know, you have to write about them. You have to show up for them. There's something called the artist date. And you have to go on a date with yourself every single week without another fucking person around. Doing whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, and it's jarring. It's really jarring, I think. Not the work, but realizing how often we're not engaging in a way of living in a way of thinking in a way of being that allows us to be creative about our lives to be creative about who it is that we are what it is that we're capable of what the potential is there mm. and so the reason i'm offering the container for it is accountability because it's really hard to sit down and then be like yeah i'm gonna read this book and i'll do these things for 12 weeks because some get you in the guts and you're like i'm gonna recover from that and then your recovery turns into not not doing, doing it. it anymore. Yeah. Mm. The amount of people that I've had say I've done the first three weeks and then I gave up on it. Well, I think that's something that like, it's like why you hire a coach for your, like for a physical trainer or something is that we, we need help with that accountability piece. Because we struggle with commitment, I think, a lot of us. Well, we're overcommitted. We're actually committed to too many things because it's this barometer of success. Um, and the artist's way helps us get clear about, okay, what is it that I actually am committed to? I was going to say, because we might be actually over and under committed to, right? Like overcommitted to things that are outside of ourselves that don't actually like give us access to this creative life that you're think, 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 talking about. And then under committed to the practices and the things that we need to get us there. Yeah. And, you know, I think that like part of it is that it feels really lonely when you're doing it. You know, you realize a lot of things about yourself and sometimes you're like, well, who do I go talk to about this? Um, Or the layers are so deep because you've been doing this work for, you know, three, four, six, eight, ten, twelve weeks. And maybe not the people around you, they're not doing that or they don't have the same level of understanding or they're just in a different place, which is often also how we stay stuck because we're surrounded by things that are like, this is good. We like you here. Um, And... I think that having people that we're surrounded by that are there to hold us within the space that we've also invested into, whether that is time or money or even just, like, the commitment of being, like, okay, I'm on the email list. Like, it's showing up. They're going to notice if I'm not there. Like, you know, I think that there's something there's something to be said about that. But what I like about this is that I'm not here to, like, do the work for you, and I'm not here to, like, tell you that you're good or bad about it. It's literally just, like, a check-in. I can't keep going. Amanda just took her shoe off and smelled her foot. Anyways. I need to make sure, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need to make sure. Like, you're just like, you just casually do that. And you're like, no, just keep going. I'm like, sure they could hear me whisper, too. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> just ignore it. Just ignore me. Ignore the man like, behind the curtain. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, to let you know, my feet don't stink, so... I can't smoke. No, we can keep going. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. (laughs) No, this is real life. And these are the things that happen, too, right? Like, we, you know, get writing, and then we're like, oh, does that smell? Oh, someone needs something from me. Then we, you know, walk away from it, and we don't come back to it. And we do that over and over again through the courses of our lives. And some people, you know, they get to start this, like, before they've had 
three decades of blockages. Um, some people are like, okay, I'm in my 50s, I'm in my 60s, I'm in my 70s, and I'm ready to do this, or I'm ready to do this again. Uh, and I just think that also what I love about it is that the work here doesn't end. It's not just like, okay, you finished the course, congratulations. These are tools that we can take with us to help us understand and dig deeper into, okay, well, why is it that I feel blocked? And what is it that I actually am capable of? And I think detaching the responsibility of some of these stories and understanding truly where they come from. Like one of the exercises is like uh, you drawing out the room of your childhood and writing a, a letter to someone who told you that you weren't capable of something and like really actually going in and being like, holy fuck, like what is that internal landscape that I have built up into? What are those internal voices that I have there? Because they become such an indoctrinated part of ourselves that we can't recognize them until we're actually forced to look at the history of them. And so that's what this is. It's looking at your personal history of, you know, what is it that's there in all aspects. And it's really beautiful. Like, it's actually really, 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 really impactful. Uh, when I first did it, I had an ex-boyfriend give it to me. He was my boyfriend at the time. And... He gave it to me as a Christmas present, and it was so, like, I was, I thought it was so thoughtful. I was like, thank you, I love books, I love being an artist, I'm going to do all the things, and I had people around me who had done it, who helped support me in finishing it. So I worked at a, as a barista, and uh, when I would go into work and I had to do my morning pages, it'd be like 6.30 in the morning, and uh, my friend Jima, who had done it, would be like, hey, have you written yet? And I'd be like, no, and she'd be like, you go sit down at that table and you do your morning pages. Um, you know, and, and I needed that, I needed the people there to do it. I didn't do it 12 weeks, I did it like 16 weeks, um, but I think that, yeah, like what I got out of that was the, I think, confidence to not only write a book but publish it, the new willingness to do my yoga teacher training, to realize I was worthy of that investment, um, to break up with the said boyfriend who gave the book to me because I was like no notoriously unhappy in that relationship and I learned all these things through reading my own writing and through reading my words because I think a lot of the time we're like writing or we're journaling or we're doing things and we don't actually like we're not actually being introspective about it we're not actually looking at the things that are coming up we're like free writing or doing whatever it is to get it off our chest and then we walk away from it mm -hmm. um so part of this is like actually having to face those things and acknowledge that those patterns that we continue seeing literally live inside us and ask ourselves, do I want to continue living that way? Do I want to still have that voice in there? Do I want to have that thing eating away at me? Probably not. Um, so yeah, it, I think it's just, I honestly think it's like something that everyone could do. I, I really, really do. And that's not to say that everyone has to do it. Um, but it's not just for artists. I think it's more of this way of like, you know, when you see an artist in flow and they're making the things and they're doing the damn thing, you're like, how the fuck do you get there? Like, how do you trust that process? How do you let yourself surrender into it? Uh, so there's kind of these common themes that we talk about in the podcast and we talk about, you know, in this kind of like fiends world here um, that show up in the artist's way. And like, and, you know, I think a lot of what it is that I've built is on this platform of what it is that I learned from this book. Anyways, I just think it's the fucking best. I really do. Like, I believe in it and I've seen its work happen and I've seen the people who have taken it be able to be released even if it's for a year or six months or whatever it is, like there's, there's impactful change that happens there. Um, and I think, yeah, just like, well, like Amanda already kind of like went over the, the topics that we dive into, but it's like faith, integrity. Like when do we, when do we actually have guidelines to what that looks like and how to navigate them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It sounds like pretty like deep work, honestly. It's jarring. There are times I was writing and I would be like sobbing. Like, and like it's part of my practice to read my writing because honestly most of the time you have the answers for yourself 
there. Mm-hmm. And when you go back and read, you're like, oh, she be newin. She be newin. She be knowin, you know? Like old and knowin and and yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. But like you you be knowin and you actually have that wisdom within yourself if you're just like I think we do a lot of work to avoid the knowing. Because it's confronting. It's confronting and we have to take responsibility for it. That's what I was going to say is like, and I think that that's why I keep coming back to this idea of commitment. Like, I don't know what it is. Like I sat down last year to write a program that I wanted to release that I still haven't finished. But the first pillar of it was commitment. Like any of these things that we're talking about, any of this work that we're doing requires commitment and we have to examine our relationship with commitment, which is something that I'm still doing. And yeah, like maybe a lot of our commitment issues have to do with worth issues. Mm. I'm realizing this moment, like that we don't feel like we deserve the whatever is on the other side of commitment. Or we're not actually able to do that. Right. We don't have the skills to. And I think it's, and you know, it's interesting um, yeah, it could just be interesting. And again, that same curiosity of like, what would happen if I did write pages every day? And what would happen if I did show up and do these exercises and examine my relationship with integrity and X, Y, Z, like what would happen, what could happen? And then without an answer, moving forward in that. And, you know, I think that part of like the offering of the container and part of the work of this is like recognizing whether you're internally or externally motivated and like I'm externally motivated I say this probably every other episode but I like being able to show up for the things in my life that I care about I like being able to show up for my community and that motivates me just like way more than showing up for myself because I can just be chilling and fucking playing Stardew Valley and I'm good like eternally yeah yeah Mm -hmm. like I'm happy I'm happy doing that Mm -hmm. it's very relaxing (laughs) um but you know, that's not actually what I like want to do with my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that part of this is recognizing, okay, not all of us have that willpower or desire or whatever it is to sit down and be like, I am so worth this. But you, you know, if you're the person who's like, okay, like maybe I don't feel that way about myself yet, but I know that there are things in my life that need me to show up for it. You know, mm-hmm. I have my kids, I have my job, I have my passions, I have my whatever the fuck it is. I have the forest that I need to take care of. And, you know, we can have that container, we can have that community to be like, okay, you know, maybe if I don't understand what it is that I'm doing here yet, I know that at least I'm showing up to hold other people in space. Right, and I think that, like, maybe there is, there could potentially be this idea of, like, well, I could just do it on my own, right? And I think that... Then go do it! I dare you! <laughs> I fucking dare you! <laughs> what I was going to say is that, like, in the ADHD world, there's, like, this idea of body doubling, mm. and it is that, like, often people who st- struggle with ADHD, for example, it's just making me think of this, like, can't get tasks done unless they have someone else there, and that other person doesn't even need to be doing the task that they're doing, but it's just by proxy of having another body there, their brain is actually acts- able to do the work that they would otherwise not be able to do, and, like, I don't have ADHD diagnosed, so, like, I just, it comes up a lot of my TikTok, so I know a lot of information about it, but I'm even thinking about myself, like, something when I was younger, I'm a bit of a messy person, and so cleaning my room would just feel like drudgery to me, like, just the act of starting it, but then a friend would come over into my messy room, and all of a sudden, I'm cleaning, mm-hmm. and so it's, like, I think that, that that's why this container is useful, and that... um having someone else there whether or not they're doing the same work as you which is another benefit of the container is that they're going to be doing the same work as you um yeah it can just make it a lot easier for us to get started and keep going 
mm-hmm. being committed with, you know what I mean? I think even with fiends, like for Fo and I, like it's easier because we're both committed together. And like Forrest did this on her own for a year, you know, like not discounting that, but <laughs> I would say, I would say like the commitment to like doing it with someone else makes it a whole lot easier. And I noticed that even too at the shop, like when I'm here by myself, I find I get way less work done oh, I'm like, than when Forrest is here. Yeah. Like, and then she's here and sometimes we're not even talking, but we're just both working or getting stuff done that maybe normally I would avoid when I'm by myself. Well, it's, it's resonance. Coherence, actually, I feel like it's coherence. Never mind. It would no, no, no. But like, it's the same. It's the same kind of like vibe. I would say is like we're resonating with each other that frequency, but like we're in coherence with one another. It just like Mm. brings a different like, yeah, I don't know, energy. And so I'm feeling that potential for the container of like I don't think I would do have done this by myself. Well, and that's the thing. Like people have the intention to do it. Yeah. But to actually sit down and start And it, do it. Well, okay, like... <laughs> like well, we, you saw my face when I looked at the titles. I was like, okay. Like, like it's intense. Like, okay, there's the introduction, blah, 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 my own journey. Okay, the first thing that we do is look at spiritual electricity. Like, what? I like the sound of that. What? And then it goes into the it's kind of like a book club. It literally is a book club, except, you know, you're, like, doing shit. Yeah. And you got the basic tools. So, like, okay, you got your morning pages. You have your artist dates. So the things that you're actually using to excavate this knowledge, to excavate the shame and the blockages and whatever it is that's going to show up. You write a fucking contract to yourself. You're like, hi, Forrest Greenwell, understand that I'm undertaking an intensive guided encounter with my own creativity. I commit myself to the 12-week duration of the course. I, Forrest Greenwell, commit to weekly reading, daily morning pages, a weekly artist date, and fulfillment of each week's task. Commitment! I, Forrest Greenwell, further understand that this course will raise issues and emotions for me to deal with. I, Forrest Greenwell, commit myself to the excellent self to excellent self care, adequate sleep, diet, exercise, and pampering for the duration of this course. And then you fucking sign it, and then you date it. Like it's not chill. It's like, not chill. And I think that's the thing is that like I can't on the circle. We had the circle virtually this past weekend, and I think I said something about bonkus. Like it's the bonkus thing we'll ever do. <laughs> I kept remembering myself saying that a because it's like such a dumb sentence, but it's also true. Like this work isn't always going to be gravy or easy or like lovely. It's gonna be fucking bonk. It's going to be fucking bonk sometimes. But I think that it's like, I'm happy that I picked up on that thing of commitment because I feel like that's a really big piece of this work and just like life in general. And I think that we can change what commitment looks like. For Absolutely. Us. Like I think that the narrative behind commitment scares us away from it. Like when I think about commitment. Like absolution. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I have to do this for the rest of my life. Like when I think about being committed to fiends, I don't think about doing my life's work within fiends for the rest of my life. Mm-mm. When I think about being committed to my partner, like I don't like necessarily think about like marriage. When I think about being committed to myself, I don't I don't think about doing the same damn thing every fucking day. Like, well, then what does commitment look like to you? I think commitment to me is an aspect of devotion. It's really like you have to ask yourself not like what the thing is that you're committed to, but like why it is that that's necessary in your life and like what it is that maybe like how you want to be committed. How, yeah, how you want to be committed the sacrifices that come with commitment so that you can also understand the rewards that come from commitment. Like for me, commitment for a long time was like really linked back to school. And then this idea of like, I have to do the same thing every day in the same way and get these grades and do it this way. And I wasn't committed to school at all. Like I didn't go to fucking class. You can find me in the library. Two minutes late. No bitch, not going in there. That's okay. Find me in the library. I still got on a roll. Like I was committed to learning but I wasn't committed to going to class. And so I think that like we kind of have these overarching 
ideas of what it is that we're committed to. And I think that here it's like, okay, I'm not committed to 12 weeks. I'm committed to getting to know myself. I'm committed to knowing that I'm deserving and worthy. I'm committed to showing the fuck up for myself and knowing mm-hmm. that I don't actually have to have how that looks like figured out. I'm committed to figuring it out. Um, so, like, I, yeah, I think that just, like, part of it is, like, okay, like, and that, that comes back to that, like, that aspect of, like, devotion. It's, like, okay, like, devotion has reverence. You have to feel, I think, worthy of the work in some way or, like, know that, like, finding that worthiness is essential to you. And, yeah, I think that we need to not really care about the what ifs mm. like I think that's an aspect of devotion is being like well what if this and what if that it's like but it ain't <laughs> it's just not yeah mm. so you know I think commitment to me is finding what is and that's a pretty big vague yeah. thing <laughs> but you know like yeah like but like what is it what is it that you actually like what is it that scares you from commitment what is it that you are devoted to within commitment what is it that you find fucking exciting about that the first time I was ever really committed to something was my yoga teacher training and I was like I'm gonna fucking learn this I'm gonna go I'm gonna do the sequences I'm gonna do the practices I'm gonna integrate myself into it I'm going to learn about um all the Sanskrit I'm going to learn about the history I'm gonna fucking do this and I was so excited because I know that I'm intelligent but I've never had anything that I wanted to commit to before that I wanted to show up every single time for that I wanted to give my all to before um and you know, I could say that I was committed to the artist way, but like I wasn't. I was committed to the work that the artist way gave me, and then I moved into that mm. space of being like, oh, okay, like I'm committed to doing this because I'm actually devoted to my practice of yoga. I'm devoted to what it is that that gives me and what that makes me feel connected to. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty. I think there's like thing. tangible and intangible, right? For when it comes to commitment, like I think commitment for this set, like container would look like commitment to your daily practices and all those things like everything that Forrest went over but then also like being committed in the moments when you don't feel like being committed yeah well I think that's it like commitment is actually not a feeling it's a choice Mm -hmm. yeah and we're gonna feel bad about it sometimes and that's okay right I think it's just like courage like we fear feel fear and we do it anyways and then commitment is we feel like we don't fucking want to and then we still do it anyways because we know we come back to a commitment that we've made to ourselves time and time again. And I think it's that choice, right? Of like, builds the foundation. Exactly. And I think it's like, maybe commitment is a skill as well. Something that you build and tap into the more that you use it. Just the same as like courage. I think the more you do courageous shit, the more courageous you become in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways. So the more you commit to shit, the more committed you become to whatever it is that you're committing to. Exactly, and I think that, like, that that's it. It's, like, what is it that you're committing to? Like, you have to actually figure that out. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of this, this. work. Yeah. It's but like, I think, first and foremost, you're committing to this. Yeah, you're, you're committing to the process of it. Yeah. And it is a process. It's a, actually a pretty arduous process. Like, it's not... I've said this a hundred times. It's not chill. It's not easy. But it's so... Yeah, you're not going to be, like, painting pictures and... No, you're going to be fucking crying and journaling every day and, like, being like, bye, I gotta go take myself on a fucking artist date, like... I know, I'm already like, what the fuck am I going to do? But that's the point, right? Like, I think it's just like, whoa, how did I become so disconnected to myself that I actually don't even know what it is that I want to do with myself? Like... I actually had this thought the other day. I was on my phone, which is, like, something that I am not it's not a struggle but it's definitely something that I've noticed that I'm like this is a time suck and like time is a resource and like do I want to be using my time this way and it's like no but I literally had the thought of like maybe I should post a story and be like what the fuck do y'all do with your time because in a lot of ways especially right now in lockdown I'm kind of like at a loss for 
things to do. And maybe that's because I'm not tapped into my, my creative energy. Well, I think also, like, it may be, uh, for, I don't want to impose this on you, but, like, I think part of it comes down to capitalism. Like, we want to be using our time efficiently, you know, or we want to make something beautiful, or we want to, like, you know what I mean? It's, like, the amount of times I'm, like, I could paint! And then I'm, like, I don't know what I'm going to paint. Is it going to be ugly? I don't know. I don't need, you know what, maybe I won't do that. Okay, I'm going to go read a book. Oh, I not really, I'm not comfortable. Maybe I'll read a different book. Well, I'm not really learning from this one. Oh, well, maybe I'll, like, and it's like, maybe this, maybe this, maybe this, maybe this, maybe this. Uh, you know, <laughs> there comes a point where you're like. Just fucking choose, man. Just do something. Yeah, just mm-hmm. do something. Go have a fucking bath and be quiet. It doesn't matter. Like. I definitely fall prey to the perfectionism thing. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Like, I have a painting that's half finished on my wall because it wasn't turning out perfect. And I stare at it, and I'm like, I would like to finish you. But I can't. And that's dumb, but I'm going... So I'm going to. Yeah, I was like, why can't you? Those ideas that I have of it not being beautiful, not being perfect, looking around at other people's capacity to do art and, and comparing it. Like, if I'm honest with myself, like... I know all those things are silly. Like, I know it's I know it's not, like, helpful to think that way. But I think sometimes you just get lost in it. And, yeah, then you don't show up to do the things that actually make you feel good. Like, do I feel good when I'm painting? Yeah. Does it need to be perfect? No. Does part of me want it to be? Yeah. How much of that is linked to capitalism and all of that shit? Probably a lot of it. But then I also, like, want to examine my relationship to just, like, beauty in general and, like... Wanting beautiful things is great, but, like, maybe not always expecting them to come from me. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the thing is that, like, I just, I am so connected to beauty in, like, a, like a, a way that feels good to me that maybe sometimes that blocks me. And maybe it's less about perfection, but just, like, this striving for beauty in a lot of ways that makes it hard for me to access some of the not, like, the ugly stuff. Well, like the, the beauty comes from things. The beauty doesn't inherently exist, right? Like, we have to go into it and carve it out. So, like, what I'm hearing from this is, like, you know, in wanting things to be perfect, you're also not showing up to, um, like, acquire the skills that would be needed to get to that point. And, like, I think that's part of it, too. Like, it fucking takes time to learn things. Oh, yeah. And that has been an issue from the beginning of my life. Like, if I wasn't good at something right away, I was like, oh, then I'm not going to do it. Ha, 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 That's not my story at all. <laughs> I think what she's saying is it is her story yeah. and we are both here, you know, struggling perfectionists, but that is like limiting and I understand that and in a lot of ways I wish sometimes that my parents had been like you need to try to get better at it. Yes. So in a lot of ways that instinct in me to and like no disrespect mom and dad if you're listening, but like in a lot of ways that instinct in me to just like piece the fuck out when I wasn't good at something right away was fostered and nourished. Yeah. Because they were like, okay, well, you don't want to do it. We won't let you, we don't make you do it. But really somebody should have been like, no, Amanda, this isn't about, like, you will get better if you do it more and more. Okay, like, your pleasure doesn't come from being good at it. If you commit to something, Amanda, <laughs> and practice, it will get better. Oh, I don't remember even being good at things and then being like, I'm not... The best. Achieve- no, not even that. Like, I'm not achieving things as fast as I want to. Like, I started karate and I loved it. I loved kicking things. But you wanted to be a black shit. belt now. Well, I wanted even a strike. <laughs> I wanted to fucking strike. I did it for like three months and I remember a class, I overworked myself and I puked and I was like, fuck this. This is fucking bullshit. I'm busting my ass here in karate and they're not giving me fucking anything. I'm, I'm just picturing, how old back. were you? Like, nine. I, that's, I'm just picturing little Forrest, like, I'm busting my ass here in this karate <laughs> class. I'm busting my ass! 
laugh on his little ring with yeah. like, the straight across thing. Like, what are you doing to me out here? Yeah. No, but, like, you know, and, and, and I think that for me, like, I, I have had this notion of being committed to what my commitment gets me. Ah, mm-hmm. But not, like, the process of it. And, like, the process is what we're actually committing to. We're not committing to a result because we can't because we don't have that guarantee. One of the cards us. I pulled for you yesterday said that to be process-oriented rather than goal-oriented. Oh, yeah, I say it all the time. Like, it's yeah. the time of the path, not the destination. Like Everyone says it. It's about the journey, not where you're going, you like, know? You, but it's so true. But, like, sometimes, you know, like, we have, like, we have, like, a 10-foot clear path in front of us, and we're like, oh, there's the end. And then, like, our bodies and our souls are like, oh, bitch, let's just veer to the left. There's a whole, let's go fucking this way. Let's do this. And it's like, ah, ah, ah okay, let's go that way. <laughs> And, but that's adventure. That's where we get the stories. That's where we actually learn, you know? Like, I think that, like, just... Uh, it's not about getting to the place where, like, we have an award or we have a book or we've done the fucking artist's way. It's about, like, okay... What am I writing on this piece of paper right now? Or, like, where am I taking myself on this date? I don't know if I'm picking up what you're putting down, but, like, that's what comes up for me. Yeah, well, it's... it's, it's, it's can I allow myself to be present with all the opportunities that are available to me to take me to where I'm thinking of going no not even take me where I'm thinking of going it's not even about the getting where I'm going it's about can I can I allow myself to access the pleasure that's available to me in these choices right like you're like walking down a path and you're like whoa this way like 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 your body's just like let's turn left and you're like okay let's do it and then you're like find something cool and you see something beautiful there's like a fucking woodpecker or something like it's not really about like being like okay like you know i finished this trail in under an hour it's like whoa like did i actually get to fucking experience that like we actually override our experience to get to result and what the fuck is a result worth if we don't have the experience um, you know, so I think that's what it's about. It's about like, okay, well, what is it that I'm even accessing experience for? Like, am I only accessing this for the result? Like we just are so results oriented, which is so like capitalism oriented. And I think that part of this is just knowing that like, you know, like you have 12 weeks to do this because it's a fucking journey, but you have 12 weeks to enjoy sinking into this and know, you know what? I get 12 fucking weeks to work on myself. And I'm going to make the time to do that. And I'm going to, you know, tell my partner that I'm going to be fucking off for two hours on a Saturday. And I'm going to, you know, make sure that I'm getting up to do my morning pages or that I'm doing them before bed. And, like, there's so much nourishment in the reverence that comes for commitment. Like, when you're actually in that place of not being like, oh, I have to dredge myself through this commitment. But actually just being like, wow, like. I get to do this. I get to do this. Yeah. Like, I get to do this. Um, I think that shifts things for us a little bit because like we get to do a lot and because we're not always getting the things that we want, we really discount that. And I think it's just a disservice to us because man, fucking life is awesome. Like it really can be so great and so nourishing and so beautiful. If, you know, we just like take the five minutes to sit down and write that thought that we're having. If we, you know, like just like have the time to put the extra fucking ice in our water glass, like (laughs) pleasure is so available to us all the fucking time. And I think that, you know, the, the blockage that we see within the artist's way more often than not is the blockage of feeling like we're worth access, like we're worthy of accessing pleasure in our path. Like we really have this, like, if I didn't work for it and die for it, then like, I didn't really sacrifice it. Well, I say to my clients all the time, like, it doesn't have to be hard. No. Like, it doesn't need to be hard. Like, we can... It doesn't need to be arduous. Like, make it make it simple and easy for ourselves. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. 
Yeah, and I think that's like also the perfectionism, right? It's the like, well, I want it to be perfect, and I want to do my morning pages and like with a serene, cool breeze coming through the window and a candle lit and my incense burning and my partner sleeping peacefully beside me. And it's like, well, babe, sometimes you're not gonna get that. So, you know, instead of trying to like, and I'm guilty of this. Like, I am guilty as fuck of this. I am like so in that like I want everything to be as beautiful as possible, but that's just not aesthetically always what's going to happen so it's up to us to take on the responsibility of can I make this beautiful in this opportunity in a way that um invigorates me in a way that teaches me something in a way that actually makes me more resilient and like not seeing beauty as this like linear like linear linear I can't think I was just gonna say what's the word no, no, it's, it's linear. <laughs> beauty's not linear beauty is not like oh there's a flower and it's blooming and it's nice right like Sometimes we see a flower and we're like, man, that's a fucking ugly color. But the flower's still beautiful. And it doesn't matter what we think of it. You know? The fact that it got to fucking be underground and then push its way up through the dirt, like, that is baller. That's just so badass. That's beauty to me. And I'm not saying that that's what has to be for you. But, yeah, I just think that there's a... It's a loaded loaded course like you learn a lot in it and it's not just about being an artist or being creative I think it's really like you're you're learning about how it is you actually want to and are capable of showing up for yourself like commitment aside like we are capable of so much when we remove the doubt and we remove the worry and we remove the perfectionism and not to say that those things aren't like valuable in some way but like often they're actually not often that's what we're taught and it's comfortable for us so we go there so I invite you to do the artist's way, whether that's with us or by yourself or whatever the fuck it is, and like find what is beautiful in the things that are really fucking uncomfortable mm. <laughs> and really hard, because like that's all we got for the most part on any given day. I don't know. I just get really fired up about all of this. <laughs> I think it's good. It means that you're you're passionate about it, and I'm like maybe it's not so much about just like rejecting a goal. And being like, oh, it's all about the process. But it's like understanding what your goal is so that you can fundamentally enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. And like not getting lost in the goal as the reason. So it's like integrating both as part of, as part of, like as part of it. And ultimately like the goal is part of the process because once you get to the goal, you don't stop. Mm -hmm. You just keep, like we just keep living. We just keep learning. We just keep doing. So it's just like we're in the process until we die. <laughs> yeah. Like the process is living basically. <laughs> and the goals are like, you know, consequences of that process basically. So being present with both can give us a lot of information. And I think you're right. Like we focus too much on the goal and miss all like the juicy goodness in between that is yeah available to us when we are present with it. Yeah. And I think it's just like, there's no rush. Like I know that like this is like a 12 week course, but there's like no rush for it there's no rush in taking what it is that we learn and applying it or getting to a place with it like I think just like if anyone can learn anything from this it's you know can I give yeah I've I've raised it but can I give myself permission to access pleasure Mm -hmm. and that's it that's really I think it's the heart of being creative it's taking something that we that ignites us that brings us some kind of some kind of something, some kind of feeling, some kind of notion, and being able to create something from that. Whether that's a thought or a book or a painting or a course or 
I think it's like a letting us letting out what's inside of us that needs to be let out, right? And I think in a lot of ways we all keep that shit in because we are so consumed by the fear and the doubt and the what ifs and all that stuff. And then it starts to like slowly kill us. Not to be dramatic, but like you know, us dramatic. (laughs) Who would have thought? But yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. Of like the ways in which we yeah stifle our creativity. It doesn't go away. It still exists within us. It just, like, kind of turns sour. Mm. When you leave a, you know, like, leave something on the counter for too long, it starts to get moldy and, like... Creation turns into destruction if they right. take action on it. Basically. Which is okay. Destruction is good. There's necessary times mm-hmm. for it, but... Something to consider, right? Like, yeah. just, yeah. You don't want to let that... All that good stuff inside of you just, like, stay in st- inside of you. And that doesn't mean people need to see it. Like, you can paint for yourself. Write for yourself. Yeah. But it's about getting it out, I think. There's only so much our bodies can hold for so long. <laughs> so, come do the artist way. Come do it. It's just... I'll be doing it. It's going to be life-changing. Yeah, we've got... I guess with you, yeah, there's like 21 people who are signed up right now. So, there's a lot of support. There's a lot of unique individuals and circumstances and, like, paths and... Yeah, it's just going to be really, really special. So I hope to see you there. And Mm -hmm. if I don't see you there, I hope to talk to you about it. Uh, Hope to pique your interest, if you will. Mm -hmm. That being said, you can follow us (laughs) at Impractical Spirituality, at Feeds underscore co, at Amanda Bioko, and at The Forest Eden, if you want to connect with us. And we love you. And we can't wait to talk to you next time. And if there's something you want us to talk about, let us know. And happy Gemini season. Bye-bye. Bye.